Hello, welcome to episode 13 of the Phillies Focus Pod. On today's episode, I will be going over an awesome 6-1 previous week, the dominant starting pitching of late, struggles, offensive struggles versus left-handed pitching this season, June Schwarber, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Junior Marte, Jake Cave, and Mickey Moniak. So without further ado, let's get this started. Interestingly, Pete Rose used to use a, uh, a bat that was manufactured in, ja- in Japan, the Mizuno bat, when I was bat boy for the Phillies, and it was oh, really? the hardest wood I had ever touched. Yes, yeah, thank you for that, Ruben Amaro. Appreciate that. Anyway, so, 6-1 and one previous week, things are rolling. Won 13 out of the last 15 at this point. Um, let's get started right uh, last Monday night in Arizona. Lost a heartbreaker, 8-9. to nine. Um, Cody Clemens hit what was originally called the go-ahead uh, two-run home run with I think there was one out, or maybe there was two outs. I think it was two outs, one on in the ninth. Cody Clemens hit a uh, a ball to right field that ended up being about two feet foul that they uh, they called back and overturned. Um, so they ended up dropping it eight to nine. But they would have went up ten and nine. And oh man, I can't help but think if that ball was just a foot or two foot to the left, um, that we we could be fourteen out of fifteen instead of thirteen out of fifteen right now. But um, Drop that one to start the week, start the series versus Arizona. Um, really came out with a vengeance on Tuesday night. Won it by 15-3, to so just an offensive explosion. On Wednesday, it uh, was a much tighter one. We won it in the 10th inning um, by a score of 4-3. to um, So already guaranteed at least a tie at that point. And then Thursday... Um, won another one by a score of five to four so really good series win um historically for at least the last decade i've really struggled in arizona so it's really nice to go in there and take three out of four and going into that series i believe arizona was tied with the braves for the best record in the nl so really good series win um and then took that right over to oakland struggling oakland team who had been playing a little bit better but um not oh, not necessarily over the weekend on Friday. Uh, won a good one, six to one on Friday, and then Saturday um, was we had to grind it out. Christopher Sanchez got his second start of the year, first in a few months. Um, won four scoreless innings, so it looked really good until he on his pitching hand took a line drive to his pitching hand, and there was some swelling. So Thompson did have to pull him after the fifth inning. He did only have. I believe, uh, right around 60 pitches. So he could have won it, uh, potentially a couple more innings. Um, and then Strom did surrender uh, the lead at that point, I believe, with the home run. Ended up going into extra innings and um, ended up winning it in the 12th uh, by a score of 3-2. to Vasquez was huge. Only He pitched two of the extra innings, only gave up one of the zombie runners. And then Jeff Hoffman came in uh, to shut it down after we went up 3-2 to two in the top of the 12th. Hoffman um, closed it out and, and preserved the victory. So that was a really good team win. 
Um, and then same identical score on Sunday. Uh, won it by a score of three to two. Uh, Junior Marte, who's going to be filling in for Sir Anthony Dominguez, who went down, which I'll touch on a little bit later, uh, had a big three-out uh, save in the bottom ninth, uh, struck out the side on 15 pitches. Um, so that capped off what was a six-in-one week. Like I already said, uh, won 13 out of the last 15 and improved to 38 and 34 overall. Uh, highest above 500 they've been all season. So huge part of their success of late and over the duration of the season really has been their starting pitching. Um, out of their top four starters, now that Sanchez or uh, Suarez has been back for the last seven, uh, has made seven starts now. Um, they've gone 31 and 21 in games started by the big four. Um, that's 10 and five with Walker, which I was surprised of that stat. Nine and six with Wheeler, five and two with Suarez, and seven and eight with Nola. So Nola's still got um, plenty of room for improvement. Uh, they went three and three in games that Strom uh, started, not as an opener. Um, and they've gone four and ten in games started by Bailey Falter, an opener, Dylan Covey, who is somehow still on the team, and uh, and Christopher Sanchez, who's now gone one and one in his two starts. Or the Phillies have gone one and one in the two starts by Sanchez. Um, and even better over the the thirteen and two span in the last fifteen, the starters have a one point seven four ERA. Uh, they haven't been giving up home runs, which was uh, hurting them a lot in the uh, the early part of the season. Only three home runs allowed by the starters in the last 15 games, and they're all by Aaron Nola, which that has been his biggest uh, crutch, if you will, so far this year. His velocity is down, his strikeouts are down, his walks are up. All those things I do believe will um, regress to the mean, but... The home runs are really concerning. I think it's uh, 12 straight starts now uh, that he's allowed a home run and, and 15 home runs overall this year, which puts him, um, I think, in the bottom three in the majors for home runs allowed so far this year. He he is at uh, just under 95 pitch or 95 innings this year, which puts him in the top three in the league as well. So... He's still been very durable um, going deep into games, so a lot of uh, reasons to believe that he will, he can turn this thing around um, to more of his traditional type numbers so far this year. So, But um, yeah, regardless, the, the starters have just been excellent in the month of June so far. Uh, it's what we were kind of missing to start the year uh, in April, some parts of May, but um, yeah, this winning streak is almost exclusively to the starters. Just had a couple of good offensive games like Tuesday, like I said, 115-3. to But aside from that, it's been a lot of 4-3s, 5-4s, 3-2s. Um, you know, in the one bullpen game that we had on Monday, uh, I think we were up 5 nothing and blew that one. Um, like I said, losing 8-9. to But So that was a good offensive game, but the pitching didn't get it done. Um had to throw out all kinds of guys uh, just to get through that one. So, um, yeah, just so much, so many good things happening for this pitching staff. Um, 
just got to keep it rolling. Got a really big week ahead, which I'll get to later. But, um, yeah, I'm not too concerned about that fifth starter spot. That's been such a, uh, like I said, 4-10 and ten in, in games by Falter, Opener, and Covey. But Sanchez looked good. We'll see what he got, um, how that hand is healing up, if he can go Friday night against the Mets. Um, all we really need is about four innings from him every fifth day. Um, and then, like I said, hopefully get Andrew Painter back in uh, back in the rotation later this season around the All-Star break. So I'm not too concerned about the fifth starter spot. If anything, maybe they should be targeting a higher starter so that someone like Walker could become the fifth starter. Um, you know, guys like Dylan Cease or I don't think the Brewers are, are going to sell, but someone like Corbin Burns, like a guy who could, we could throw at the top of the rotation as opposed to the back of the rotation, um, is something that I think we should, we're thinking World Series. We're not thinking, um, you know, moving the needle from 84 to 86 wins, something like that, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think the fifth starter spot has been a little bit blown out of, uh, proportion, um, with that being said, transition. So I got numbers to back up how I said I we always struggle versus lefties. I always get nervous when we're going against a left-handed starting pitching pitcher because um, it just it always seemed like the eye test uh, and whatnot that it didn't work out. So I got some numbers to back that up now. Um, the Phillies, now teams will align their rotation and their pitcher specifically to throw out as many lefties as they can versus the Phillies. Um, the Phillies have faced more left-handed pitching than every team in the majors but one team. Um, and they have a, uh, a 294 on-base percentage against left-handed pitching, which is 28th in the majors. Um, for contrast, they have a 336 on-base percentage versus right-handed bit pitching, which is first in the majors. Um, so just a huge disparity, uh, between this lineup facing lefties and righties. Um, some things should start to turn around a little bit. Uh, Trey Turner is almost, uh, 200 points lower in his, uh, OPS than his career OPS versus lefties. Um, so that should start to balance out a little bit. Bryce Harper, um, should more than balance out a little bit. It has just been an enormous decline so far this year and uh 66 plate appearances um or at bats I should say um he has a 454 OPS versus left-handed pitching his career is 807 um so it's almost double less than his career OPS now I was uh taking notice and I did read that um the left-handed breaking balls that he's seeing are drastically up uh, in terms of how he's traditionally been pitched uh, against in his career. Um, so it does seem like his timing's off. In, in fastball counts, he's uh, seeing a lot more breaking balls, um, almost like 20% more than I think he has uh, faced in his career. So when he's expecting fastball, he's getting breaking balls from lefties so he should start to adjust um, most definitely he usually is uh, really good against left-handed breaking balls but they're just kind of for whatever reason the league has adjusted to where uh, they're all just kind of throwing him 
non-traditional breaking ball breaking balls and non-traditional breaking ball counts so um yeah just <laughs> 454 ops and 66 at bats um that's only going to go up so this team should get better uh, against lefties as the season goes on but um that's not a very high bar to set when you're um only better than one team in the league so far so uh you only can go up um you know when you think of it that way so uh yeah the good news is is that with the big um back-to-back series this week versus the Braves and the Mets as of right now they are not scheduled to face any left-handed starters so so that uh that but things are things are looking almost a little too good if you will for um this team right now in these two series, it, it seems to be letting setting up for a potential letdown because we're at home where we're one of the best teams in the majors at home. Um, don't have to face any lefties. We got Suarez and Nola and Walker going versus Atlanta. Um, and then also going to have a close out the Mets series with Wheeler and Suarez. Um, so yeah, I'll get to that a, a little bit more later. Um, Let's see, June Schwarber, June Schwarber, who I was, uh, I was hating on. I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, but I don't know. He's starting to make me a believer. He, um, so far this June, in seventeen games, he has seventeen hits. Um, in seventeen games, he's batting two fifty four, which for Kyle Schwarber is basically like batting four hundred. Um, he's got seven home runs, and his OPS is a thousand and two. Um. So yeah, Schwarber's but he had some huge leadoff home runs. He had a big one on Sunday to set the tone. Um, I believe he had one versus Arizona as well. Had what ended up being the game winning RBI on Saturday in the top of the twelfth. Um single through the center. It's nice to see him get some singles here and there. Um so yeah, June Schwarber, I think he's tied for uh, third in the majors in home runs at 20 now, um, which I think ties him at second in the NL just behind Pete Alonzo. Um, so yeah, things are starting to turn around after just a dreadful May, a, a so-so April and a terrible May and, um, heating up again, just, just on time, always on time, June Schwarber. Um, Let's see, Sir Anthony Dominguez, some injury notes. Sir Anthony Dominguez went on the IL, um, I believe it was Saturday, but it's retroactive to June 16th. Um, let's see, he is eligible to return July 1st. It's a left oblique strain. Um, Rob Thompson did not sound too concerned. It seems more precautionary than anything. Um, so it does sound like he should be back um, in early July. He he had been pitching lights out for about 12 to 13 appearances. He did have a tw- tough one um, on Ara- in Arizona on Wednesday night. Um, Phillies were winning 3 to nothing. I think it was the 7th inning. He gave up a huge 3-run uh, home run to Christian Walker um, that tied that 3-3. The Phillies were able to redeem uh, him and pull it out in the 10th inning, 4-3. Um, but I, then I love the very next night on Thursday, Rob Thompson brings him in in the same moment, um, really pivotal moment, up 5-4 in, I think it was the 8th inning this time, to face Christian Walker again with men on. 
So um, immediate chance for a redemption the very next day, and uh, Sir Anthony struck him out. So um, that that was really cool. I was really happy to see Thompson have that confidence in him to put him right back out there in the same uh, very big moment. Um, so he uh, it is a shame to see him go down, but in the long scope of the year, uh, these kind of things are going to happen, and overall, you know, um, it might not be the worst thing in the world for some of these guys to get a, a few weeks of rest and recuperation over the duration of the season um, to try to keep them as, as I don't want to say fresh, but as, um, you know, capable as possible as we go into the later months uh, heading towards September and ultimately, hopefully, October. Um, so should have Sir Anthony back at some point in the beginning of July. Uh, Junior Marte, who got called down, had got called right back up to replace him. Um, and just an awesome moment on Sunday. He was brought in. Phillies were up 3-2 in Oakland, as I already mentioned, and just uh, just looked electric uh, striking out the side. against albeit a, a not-so-great lineup, but um, nonetheless, it had to be a huge confidence builder, and he is going to have a really big opportunity over these next few weeks to um, to catapult himself into a uh, a rot- or a um, bullpen mainstay at this point. He he only has two more minor league options, so only has um, they can only send him down two more times throughout this year. So I don't see him getting um, put back down to AAA anytime soon, as long as he um, doesn't explode in this position but yeah I'm looking forward to see he's got an electric fastball just a nasty slider and um yeah I've been a believer ever since we traded for him in March I think it was uh February or March uh got him from San Francisco started off the year really rough but then really has just um increasingly settled in and um it should be interesting to see him in these bigger moments now that Sir Anthony is out for the next few weeks um, I guess this is looking like somewhat of a shorter show today. Um, see, I, I had written down a potential trade target. I, I looked up his numbers. They were underwhelming, but maybe even more reason to, uh, try to get him for cheap. And we all know how scenery changes, um, can lift a player's production coming from a bad team um, to a contender. And so I was thinking of uh, Jerks and Profar for a potential left field um, upgrade defensively. Um, he's uh, he signed a one-year, seven, just over $7 million deal with Colorado, who um, should be sellers. I was thinking for someone like Simon, Simon Muziati, a center fielder at AAA, who's been playing really well this year. Um, I was looking up and reading that Dombrowski has a history of making trades, uh, trading prospects, but also trading prospects from a position that is seemingly of surplus, which right now is definitely center field when it comes to the majors with Brandon Marsh and Christian Pache. Um, and then we got Muziati in AAA. We got Johan Rojas, um, who I did a future Phillies focus on a few episodes a go who is just killing it in trouble uh double a right now and it's a defensive savant um and then we have last year's first round pick uh justin crawford um in uh in i guess it would be jersey shore or maybe even clearwater but um 
Yeah, Simon Muziati should be a decent trade chip along with our surplus in um, bullpen arms and long relievers in the minors. Um, so I was thinking Jerks and Profar could fit the bill. He's a switch hitter, um, which was something this team could drastically need. It'd be a huge upgrade and left over uh, Kyle Schwarber. Um, could slot him in somewhere between 7 and 9, and um, that could kind of round out our team if we can get Bryce Harper playing consistent first base um, come, you know, end of July, uh, pushing towards the the um, trade deadline. So just a just a thought out there. I we might not even have to give up Muziati for for Profar. We could get him for maybe even cheaper and um, save some other chips for a potential, um, you know, maybe another starter or something else. Uh, that we need at that at that point. Um, one of the touch base on Jake Caves, who's uh again, if he man, if he was if he was just a right-handed hitter, um, this um this whole conundrum against whether or not to add a uh, another outfield uh, bat wouldn't be as big because he is just raking in AAA since he got sent down. He, he wasn't really playing that bad in the majors this year, I didn't think. Um, but just necessity's sake, had to get sent down for other positions of need. But so far in AAA, he has 151 at-bats. He's batting almost 400, 391, has 11 home runs, and a 12.28 OPS. Um, so Jake Cave is a guy we could be seeing at some point as the season goes on. Um I would also like to see Derek Hall, as I mentioned at some point. I mean, Clemens' uh, defense at first base has been much better than I had anticipated, as well as his bat. I do think his his hitting is going to drop off um, moving forward. But I, I would love to see Derek Hall get an opportunity um, at some point going forward. Um, they did option. They had to activate Hall uh, after his rehab assignment. So they activated him, so in order to send him back down, they had to designate for assignment uh, Dalton Guthrie, who uh, who hasn't been anything spectacular at all um, this season. So if he clears waivers, he will be back in the minor league system. I, I highly doubt any team is going to pick him up on waivers, so we'll see about that. But um, So then uh, in designating Guthrie, they were able to send Hall um, back down to AAA, um, where he's been he's been hitting really well. Um, so yeah, and um, let's see. I got another former Philly focus today, bringing that back. Uh, how about Mickey Moniak in in Los Angeles? Um, started off the season in the minors, had to get called up for what was only going to be. Uh, planned for a few days in the end of May, but he's played so well, he's stuck around. So since May 22nd, uh, Moniak is batting 309 with a 975 OPS. Um, he has 25 hits in 23 games. So obviously over a hit a game, uh, six home runs, seven doubles, and a uh, defensive run saved as well as in the outfield. So he has just been playing great. He's really pushed... Uh, force the Angels' hand to, to uh, make them uh, give him playing time there in the outfield next to Trout. Um, so it's good to see that former number one pick for the Phils, who we traded for uh, 
That was the Syndergaard trade. So we traded him for Syndergaard last year at the deadline. Um, you know, he was his kind of course has ran it ran its ship, um, or ship has ran its course, I should say, here in Philly before he got traded. Um, so that's a classic situation of a a change of scenery, just kind of potentially um, lighting a fire under a player and and jump starting their career. So. Good to see Moniac again, 309, 975 OPS, uh, 25 hits, 23 games, and six home runs. Um, so uh, good for him out there. Good to see him doing well. Um, could have been joined by another uh, Philly who were traded for Brandon Marsh last year, Logan O'Hoppy, who was uh, making a run for Rookie of the Year before his season unfortunately went down to injury earlier this year as well. Um, so that it does does it for today's show i will briefly look ahead to this huge huge three game series versus atlanta so um when we were 25 and 32 just a few weeks ago we were eight games behind atlanta for first place since then we have gone 13 and 2 and we are still eight games behind atlanta for first place who has also gone 13 and 2 in the in that span um so just a huge series we could go anywhere from five games behind to 11 games behind or or anywhere in between obviously um starts off tonight which is uh awesome pitching matchup we got ranger suarez going against spencer strider tonight um strider's really been struggling the last i think he gave up 13 runs in his last um two games i think only like Eight innings pitched, 13 runs. Um, so hopefully we're getting to him at a good time. This will be the first time he's pitching in Citizens Bank Park um, since last October, the Reese Hoskins game, uh, the bite, bat spike, um, which potentially, you know, could have uh, really changed things for Schreider, who was hurting at the time. But um, really big game tonight. This is... I don't remember the last time I was this excited uh, for a game in June. Um, so I will be locked in uh, watching tonight. Um, and I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't be happier with the who the Phil's got going in Suarez right now, who's just pitching lights out for about four straight starts now. Um, tomorrow, Aaron Nola hoping to kind of settle back in and throw a, uh, a quality outing against a rookie who's only uh, pitched in two games so far, A.J. Smith-Sharver, Sharver, if that's how you say his name. Um, and Thursday, a 1 o'clock game, there is a 90% chance of rain on Thursday, so I don't know how or if they're going to get that one in, um, hopefully, but they got uh, Taiwan Walker going against, uh, who's second in the National League in ERA, Bryce Elder. How the Braves just get all these guys, I do not know. Um, so that uh, that's the three-game series versus the Braves. I presume it's going to go two. I don't think they're going to be able to get it in on Thursday. And this is the last time they face the Braves until September. Um, so just huge series. I do think it's only going to go two games and we'll split, but I don't want to cop out on that. So I will say... Um, Let's say it does go three. Unfortunately, I don't have enough confidence yet in this team to keep it rolling. I think we'll go one and two versus the Braves. Um, and then we got the Mets uh, still at home on Friday, 7 o'clock game. 
um, Christopher Sanchez versus Kode uh, Senga, who really, I think, I think went like eight innings of two-hit baseball versus the Phillies um, just a few weeks ago. So hopefully they get some revenge versus him. Saturday, 4 o'clock game should have Zach Wheeler going against Carlos Carrasco. Um, and then close out the week on Sunday at 1.30 uh, should be Ranger Suarez again versus I don't know who versus the Mets at this point. Um, so I think we'll take two out of three versus the Mets over the weekend, make it a 3-3 three and three week. And we will we would go to forty one and thirty seven at that point. Um, so that'll, that'll do it for today's uh, episode of the Phillies Focus Pod. Again, um, as I've been mentioning the last few weeks, please give me a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. That is at Phillies Focus. Um, and other than that, buckle in. Let's get ready for this uh, three game series versus the Braves tonight. Hope you all will be watching because I know I will. Um, So thank you so much for listening, and I will be back next Monday uh, with a recap of these last six games and everything else Phillies news. So, All right. Thanks again. You all take care.